Welcome everyone to God Talk Uncensored, where no topic is off limits. We use the Bible as a source of truth, and everything we share is from our personal experiences and the Bible. All right, let's do this. Welcome everybody to God Talk Uncensored. I am in transition, so uh, as you can see, I am not in the regular headquarters because that house is on the market, or almost, next week. I want to talk about a topic that uh, you guys, whether you're a regular listener, a friend, or otherwise, this could push some buttons. So that's what I do, guys. I push buttons. And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to he wants to encourage, he wants to uh, quicken, and he wants to bring out the stuff that that's that's no good, you know? I wanted to use a different word. My question is this, can you be a Christian and not go to church? Can you go, how, can you be uh, a believer in Jesus and just have no fellowship have no community, have no uh, uh, no anchor, no affiliation. Uh, is that possible? When I was, I guess I'm going to call it uh, backslidden, right? This was, gosh, um, early 2000s. And I, you know, was, um, I had the, the, the philosophy, right? I was pursuing other things in life. I, I wasn't grounded in church. I wasn't a part of any community. And I told myself that I didn't need to be, that I had a personal relationship with Jesus. But I've got a personal relationship with Jesus. I don't need church to be a Christian. And I've literally heard that statement come out of family members' mouths, come out of friends' mouths who I know believe. And I got to challenge you guys. I got I to gotta really challenge you guys in this area because it was something that I had to challenge myself with. I know there are people who do not like the institution of church I'm raising my hand because I'm one of them. Uh, I do not like uh, churchianity, right? The institution. It, it has uh, taken all of the life and the joy and the excitement and what God's original intent was for church. Now, I, I want to just say that uh, the word church uh Ecclesia or Iglesia, Iglesia ni Cristo. That's so people know there's this root word which literally means the gathering or the or the the, the called out ones. So the church is the gathering, the ones who are called out. So what we've done for hundreds, actually a couple thousand years, I, I guess you could say, is we have we have uh, institutionalized Christianity or our faith to think of church as being the building, right? Now, th there's nothing necessarily wrong with saying, oh, I'm going to church today. And that's giving reference to the location that we're actually going to go and assemble. 
But church is not the building, but it is the association, the affiliation, the fellowship, the called out ones that are joining together and doing life with each other. That's what's important here. Okay. So here's the thing for, I don't know, I guess there was a 20 year period almost where I was a Christian. I had previously been a missionary in the Philippines. I had fallen away and struggled with addiction and, and all of this other stuff. And I kind of, kind of went in and out of sort of church, I guess, if you want to call it church or fellowship. But I, I never got, I never got grounded. I never really, uh, uh, decided that I was going to, uh, dig in and be a part of, not apart from. I wanted to be a part of uh, the, the body of Christ. And so it became uh, something for me that was very intentional. I had to pursue the idea that I needed to get grounded in uh, a fellowship where I could grow in my faith and I could be challenged in my walk with God, right? Because left to my own devices, I could justify things or, or, or get my theology twisted or whatever. Now here, this is important too. So somebody who I dearly love, who may be listening to this, asked me, right, is there any churches in the area that are gay affirming, right? And I said that there were a couple, but that I wouldn't suggest going there because they don't believe in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if that's offensive to you, I, I, I'm really, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be offensive and it's not attacking and I'm not homophobic. I love my family and I, I love the people in my life who are, who, 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 uh, you know, claim or, or walk that lifestyle. But here's the thing. It's, I've got to find a place that I can get grounded in the word of God in the Bible, in the truth of the scriptures. Otherwise, I'm just joining a social club that's validating or affirming my own preconceived ideas of what I want God to be for me. And then so I become God because I'm creating God in my image and not God having created me in his image, okay? So I didn't mean to offend anybody, but I thought that was important. Finding yourself a church that believes in the Bible in its totality. Finding yourself a faith-based group of people who believe in the scriptures, in the word of God. Now, many of you know that in 2012, um, the mother of my children and my wife at the time, uh, she, she died. And... Um, for many reasons, I was abundantly blessed during this time because we had been very intentional about finding ourselves a faith community, a church, people we could call our, um, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And when this tragedy took place in my life, I had dozens and dozens and dozens of people who literally stayed and slept uh, at and in the the uh, hospital during this time. It was just an, an outpouring of love and concern and help. I was a single dad suddenly with uh, five kids, four of which were at home. And I didn't, this was, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to walk this out. They made meals, they cleaned the house, they helped. 
They helped me. I had to go back to work. I needed help. But that wouldn't have happened had I not gotten involved intentionally in a faith-based community where I said, these are my people. These are the birds of the feather that are flocking together because we, we unite under our, the banner of, you know, of Christianity, right? So there's a scripture I want to share because this wasn't something that was foreign even to, uh, you know, the apostles of the day. As a matter of fact, uh, the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, starting at verse 23, let us hold uh, unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. I could go on about that, but you guys have heard enough about my my cries, my ploys, my pleads to get ready, to be ready, not fearful, but to be aware. Now, let me just show you something. So many people say to me, um, people I talk to that, you know, they, they profess to believe in Jesus, but at the same time, um, they're not grounded in any fellowship. Uh, as a matter of fact, they don't have Christian friends. They, they don't attend any Bible studies. They don't um, have any connection whatsoever to uh, their faith or what they claim to be, you know, their faith. And this isn't a judgment on my part. I was one of them, but I have to have to say that that if at some point it becomes so easy for you to not engage uh, with your now, there was a constant tug of war and conviction for me, uh, that, that I knew that I was, I was called, I was positioned in a way that I knew I was supposed to be involved and, and, and make that happen. But I just, you know, I had, had addictions and things that I was hiding and I just, I don't know, it was a struggle, but I had to get past that so that I could get healed enough. Right. Which I did because I was willing to take the step forward and say, "I, I have to do this in order to grow and to get you know, get better and let my life in Christ grow. But this is what it's supposed to look like, okay? Uh, the book of Acts, chapter 2, starting at verse 42. This is what I get to have today because I sought, I, I looked for, I, I, tr- I was intentional about my faith and my community and I wanted it and I wanted it. And so I had to be a part of the thing that I wanted. And this is what the Bible says it's supposed to look like. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. That means they ate together. They had communion Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. That didn't mean they agreed on everything, but the things that they had in common that were the most important, they were able to to channel, to to do life together. Not, Not because they believed every single nuance of everything that they were trying to figure out, trust me, I could go through other scriptures that show you, shows the opposite of that, but okay. Um, 
all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What's it supposed to look like? So we come from a culture that we want to be served. Uh, We have needs. We need help. So what happens is we show up believing it's a social program funded by the mysterious church, right? Or like it's a government facilitated sort of thing. And when I show up, I'm supposed to somehow just be um, fed, looked after, all of those things. And remember, churches are filled with people, <laughs> you know, like me, a person, I'm a people. And people are broken right? And they don't get it right all the time. And they're fearful. And so sometimes they don't know how to shake your hand or they, they don't know how to look you in your eyes and greet you because they're, they're, even they are still struggling with some other stuff. And so it sometimes it looks messy, but we press in and we work through and we don't take offense. And we, tr- we, we eventually find our people. We find our people and then we start to grow, but we're intentional we don't give up. We press in. The time is coming. When you are going to need, you are desperately going to need your community, your faith-based Christian community. They are going to be your lifeline. These people, those people, the people, You are the people, those people, the people. You are them. You need to show up and make it happen. Be the change. You know that that saying, right? Be the change. Don't don't believe that just because uh, you believe in the 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 message that somehow that's that's the the saving grace for you. And what do I mean by that? Well, the Bible says the demons believe and they shudder. That the seven sons of Sceva, they used the name of Jesus and they ran around hooting and hollering to tap into the power of God, but they got beaten by demons and stripped naked. So we, we can be sitting in the audience, but not a member of the team. Right now, there are those who are participants who are actually active, and then there are those who are on the bench who are who kind of jump in and out, and then there are those who are just spectators and they they cheer and they're happy for the the team, but they're actually not a part or members of the team, and some people are sitting in the nosebleeds, they're halfway at the game, but they're also disengaged and staring off at their phones and talking to other people, but they're not actually participants in, in the life, the faith, the, the, the team. So this, 
I, I don't care if you come to my church. It'd be great. If you live in the area, great. Come check us out, right? Uh, at Church of the Springs. But this isn't a plug for my church. This is to say, you need to find your people. Find your people. Find your people who believe in, in, in the Bible, in, in Jesus. Find your people. Be intentional about your life. Be intentional about your faith. The most important thing you could ever, ever do while on this earth is give your life to Christ first and foremost and find your people and do life with them. Do life with people. Can you be a Christian? And not go to church, not be a part of the people. I don't know. I'm not going to judge your salvation, but there's a scripture that says test to see if you're in the faith. Unless, in fact, you fail the test. If your life is consistent with everything uh, but the pursuit and the life of God, you may not be in the faith. Now, I don't know about salvation and exactly how it works. And if you said the magical prayer that was supposed to somehow just bring you into that salvation experience, there's no sinner's prayer in the Bible. Sorry. You might've done an altar call at some point in your life and had an emotional experience and went forward and said, Oh, God, forgive me. But there's one thing to confess, and there's another thing to repent. And repent means to change and go the other way. That means to no longer continue in the actions, the behaviors, and the, and the, and, and the, the, the things that, are, that took you away from God in the first place. So again, let me ask you, if you took the test, where would you stand? Are you in the faith? Now, when you're operating in life with a network of other people and believers that you trust, that you have relationship with and accountability with, these things aren't as difficult to sort of navigate through. Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. It says in Proverbs, are you being sharpened or are you stuck? stuck in the in the worldliness and the secular ideology and in all of the the things that the world is offering and saying because if that's the case then you know you're empty you know that you're starving you know that you're 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 anorexic you might be consuming but you know that you're dying inside and you need to get in to 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 find your people okay can you be a christian and not attend church. I'm not talking about the building, but can you can you buy nosebleed seats and then say that you are a part of the team? Ask yourself that question. If you don't know Jesus, it's not the magical prayer. It says that if you confess with your mouth, right? If you say, "Wow, I actually believe this is a thing. I actually I believe." But it says, if you confess with your mouth that you believe and believe in your heart that you'll be saved. I mean, this isn't, this isn't, it isn't the, the, 
the, the prayer in itself, it's the fact that God has wooed you to a place where you say, oh my God, I need you. And you turn your will and your life over to the care of God. And you say, forgive me and change. Forgive me and I repent. God bless you guys. I hope this was another good one for you. We'll do this again. Peace. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to God Talk Uncensored. We appreciate your support. And until next time, God bless you.